This is Managing Mayhem. Presented by Two Lawyers and a Layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Welcome to Managing Mayhem. This is Patty with Jeff and Jack, and today we're talking dress codes. We've been receiving a lot of questions about dress codes recently, and yeah. uh, we felt we needed to address the, the dress <laughs> <Yes>. code. <laughs> say yes to the dress code. We didn't say uh, yes to the dress code and answer all of these questions. I mean, I feel like they have changed so much, even yes. because of COVID, that it has to just be... Ex- a constant question now of what's allowed and what's not. Am I right or am I well, right? The, Ill- right? the illness didn't cause it. The isolation caused it. Yes. I feel like the policies haven't changed, but everyone's expectation of what they can wear has changed. Right? Like, I have my own set of rules now. Yes. Talking about dress codes can be a little dry for people, their dress code policies. And I know that managers are really hesitant to enforce them because it's it's a pain it's a pain for managers but what is more concerning to me is if you don't enforce it um, that is where you have the legal risk mm-hmm. you know jeff and i are really um, seeing frustrations by clients saying hey we we want to accommodate people with their dress code desires mm-hmm. but it, this is becoming out of control i mean people are showing up in pajamas to work yeah right So because we've been getting so many questions about this, we broke it down into five categories. The first one that we're going to tackle is not workplace appropriate. What does that look like, though? Well, what it's looking like are yoga pants, sweatpants. Right. Have you heard of the new trend, biz leisure, which Mm. is essentially high-end sweatpants, right? Honestly, (laughs) sick. Like, yes, please. Thank you. I had one client that they brought someone in and says, you cannot wear scrubs to work. And they're like, well, all my friends are wearing scrubs to work. And they're like, yeah, but they work at medical clinics. We're a donut shop, you know? I'm not saying it's not honorable work, but the uniform doesn't matter. Right, right. (laughs) I think what we're seeing is coming out of the pandemic and going back into the office, people are... They've been at home. They've been comfortable on these Zoom calls, and now they're they've been naked. Com- they've been <laughs> at least partially. We don't know what pants they've been wearing, right? But then they're coming back in, and they're they want to be much more lax, right? right. They want to be wearing their cargo shorts. And I mean, my my good wedding pants do have a very hidden elastic waistband. <laughs> <laughs> but I think all all modern, you know, all good wedding pants do. <laughs> all good slack should have a nice elastic waistband. And I'm not going to say no to that. But. I'm usually wearing them to a meal. But, you know, at what point are leggings not pants? You know, If leggings were pants, I mean, they would be a... called pants. <laughs> let's just stick with that. But if you get those cool leggings that look like jeans, they just got like jean print on them. In a pocket. They're jeggings, right. Jeffrey. Don't act go. like they're new. I've seen you wear them. So I think that first category is one of the biggest ones we're seeing. Yes. What? Employers are feeling it's inappropriate attire. I see. Okay. But especially with the pandemic, it's now it's kind of this ultra casual. And then a lot of employers are like, mm-hmm. hey, we need it to be workplace appropriate. Right. You need to look professional. So that's, that's got to also depend on the kind of jobs they're at, right? Right. And I think that's one of the first things you want to look at. What is the image that you want to portray to customers, you know, right. um, the mm. public, the community? Right. Um, employers obviously have a right to establish dress codes um, yep. if they are reasonable and they serve a legitimate business purpose. But what is the image you want? 
What is the vibe? Right. Are you a law firm or are you like a hip startup or a coffee right. shop? Right. I mean, all those things kind of factor into what you want to set in your policy totally. as your expectations for your employees. And so I, I, you know, we talk about policies, but this is one where you should have a policy. And a lot of companies mm. do, and they haven't looked at it for a while. And so when they right. look back on it, they're like, oh, this was great for the 1950s, um, <laughs> right. but <laughs> where is 2022 and we need to update this. Yeah, I think there's a fundamental fairness, Jeff. I know back in the day when we had to wear nylons and if women weren't wearing them, mm. people would talk about it. It was upsetting. Right. Right. I mean, right. I, I remember I got at one of my jobs, they gave us an updated address code and literally the men's section was like, two things that were updated and then the women's was like this yeah. whole list and it was yeah. like yeah don't even get me going a little excessive <laughs> right. truly right right yeah. no it's an issue and that's why you have to review it and you have to look at these are we applying it to both sexes mm-hmm. the same right you right. know are we applying it the same the other thing i see even in 2022 i review a lot of dress codes they have policies that should be gender neutral. It doesn't matter who yeah. is wearing the earring or who has right, right. Um, the hair. length of their hair. It doesn't matter right. these issues or whatever it is. And so to me, I've really tried to get people to say, don't say male and female, blend right. them. Well, and it makes sense, too, that there's a lot of discrimination issues with dress code just because that's kind of what it's based off. It's pretty yes. – di- so they can be – they're built yes. off a pretty discriminatory framework. So mm-hmm. it's a right. really good opportunity for us to shift towards something that is completely inclusive and gender neutral mm-hmm. and not that it's just about, honestly, the patriarchy controlling women. Right. Spotted. Well, and I think not only will it serve the purpose of being inclusive, you will avoid a gender discrimination claim based on dress code. Absolutely. Mm. The other thing to look at is even within an organization, you may have a legitimate business reason to have different dress codes depending on visibility to the public, you know, Mm -hmm. versus um, warehouse positions or people that are doing maintenance or something that they're going to get dirty. You know what I mean? Crawling under desks, fixing computers. Right. So I think the first thing to do is look at what is the image you want to portray and what does yeah. your policy say and update and then it. probably what's the job requirement too right clients have expressed to me that you know they had pretty general professional standard policies but they never mm-hmm. anticipated people wearing pajamas to work right have a policy define it but then communicate that to your employees so that they understand why what the rationale is behind the the policy it's for aesthetic it's for right. um, job specific reasons that you have to wear x y and z but communicate that to your employees so that there's not an uprising of yeah you know, we're just trying to be controlled by the man there's like right, everyone understands right. why exactly right. okay number two is stained clothing which I do have a problem with both staining my own clothes and watching other people have stained hey, clothes. Uh, Jack, how was that spaghetti last night? It looks like you, you brought it to work with you on your white shirt. <laughs> Delicious. It's pretty off-putting, <laughs> don't you think? Come on, let's be real. Yeah, or it's on-putting on the shirt. It's putting on. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it's, that's a, it's a rough one, and that's a tough conversation you're going to have to have with the employee because— I'm watching uh, the sauce on your shirt go bad. Right. And we're not talking about like, oh, over the lunch break, they spilled their meatball no. sub onto no. their to their it's, white dress shirt. We're talking they came, they to, came work. to work. Yeah. And their, their clothing is not ready for work. It has not right. been laundered recently. I, I remember at this restaurant, we all had to wear black pants. And yeah. 
Um, I, people would you would think that they're like, oh, it's black pants. You can't tell, but like you could just see over time, people just like wipe their hands if they got ketchup. And over time, you're like, dude, you've got to go wash. You can't just come to work with those. Right. Exactly. Right. Like I'm seeing, especially at a restaurant too. It's like your waiter comes up and you're like, oh my god, your <laughs> pants are covered in what is it, condiments. <laughs> like, god, delicious. <laughs> I think another kind of subsection of staying clothing is just clothing that is covered with things beside food such as dog hair um, cat hair anything like that so human blood (laughs) (laughs) okay the bed (laughs) this will not wash out (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) Um, um, but no it's true the animal stuff also you know I have freaking allergies I don't want it around me so bottom line on this one is wash your clothes and also yeah. tie it to a general hygiene policy yep, um, right. about grooming, bathing, cleanliness, which everyone should have. It can be very short, but the expectation that you come to work clean. And that's pretty right. easy to call someone on too. It's like the stain's there. You got a stain. We said you can't have a stain. Right. So, and the, the, you know, when you're having that conversation, it's always good to have a couple rolls of quarters and just to kind of push over to say, hey... Laundry you know day is coming up. <laughs> laundry day. I'm not talking about the arcade across the street. I'm talking about laundry day. Right. So that was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Number three is footwear. Footwear. I feel like I would just guess that it would be mostly closed toe, right? Yeah. People are wearing flip flops, uh, walking around barefoot. You know, out of their shoes. Yeah. Uh, you know, your dad used to always get heat from, well, me, for wearing yeah. <laughs> Crocs with socks to your guys' soccer games and lacrosse yes. games. And now suddenly Crocs are cool. Right. They he, are. Was a tra- he was a trailblazer. He had those, like, oh, with the 20 years them. ago, I felt like. I mean, and the greatest <laughs> thing about it, too, is that everyone would always give him grief about it, but he just, despite everyone, always just said, okay, more more bike socks. Yeah. yeah. More. Yeah, he didn't quit. <laughs> Bike socks and Crocs. Now, I will say there's some really cool Crocs, you know, you know, high heel Crocs now. But yeah. but yes. the big problem people have are really the flip flops, barefoot, right. walking around in your socks. I, it just feels like air is going air is going through the toes. It's bringing stuff up into the air. I yeah. just the visual and the the cleanliness comes into question. I'm yeah. like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know your hygiene, my guy. Right. And so don't force just, your well, stuff I don't even care me. about your hygiene if your bare foot's touching the floor where everyone else <laughs> bare- is walking. That's that's <laughs> your, a problem, right? Right. You know, if your bare foot's one... touching my leg. <laughs> what are you doing in my office? <laughs> this one's easier to address because it's a safety issue. Yes. Uh, and for mm. most businesses, you could have accidents, tripping, cutting. Yep. Their toe hits that staple, you know, or right. thumb tag. Or, mm-hmm. or if someone's even working in a in a position that's more uh, like manual labor, maybe, or mm-hmm. like construction, yeah. or in a factory, right. or yeah. you're gonna have to line it out. I mean, this is where your policy is critical. You're right. going to have to tell them, you know, what shoes and the reason. The reason is for safety or public facing or whatever your image is. Um, right. Maybe it's not cool for you to have them wearing Crocs or flip flops. I don't know, but you gotta maybe convey it, is. it. Who knows? Yeah, but this is this is probably one of the easier ones to actually address because the safety. Going back on that is easier to just to say, yeah, this is a safety issue. You need to put on closed-toe shoes. Um, you need to or, put on clothes. <laughs> or shoes. <laughs> or both, hopefully. Please, um, God, just both. Okay, number four is if things are too revealing, that means 
too short, too tight, too much skin, kind of all huge, that stuff. Huge, huge segment. Yeah. I've had a lot of people say, well, wow, I don't know if they just are into wearing tight clothes, but we are seeing way too much of them. One of it is the belly, you know, sticking mm-hmm. out under the tight shirt. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, obviously too short. and Or even shirt creeping up to show any right. stomach. Yeah, people bending over. When they're bending over. over and you see... Too much. Flesh canyon in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Or a thong underwear or, you know, the transparent shirts with the the bright color bras or no bra. Cool style, but too revealing for work probably. Right. Yeah. This is a, this is... A tale as old as time. <laughs> this is not. Yeah, real. I mean, you think about you think back to like junior high when yeah, I am there's that one person, that one kid who's wearing the PE uniform around because he was told by the principal his outfit was not appropriate. That's such a walk of shame. Did it is a walk of shame. It's like you make it to third period and then you're pulled into the principal's office. Yeah, you got to put, put on, on gym shorts or the gym shorts. North Junior High Gym. You're like, either I wet my pants or my shorts were too short. Yep. One or the other. So the the big concern I have here with the too revealing and too much skin, and as the female in the audience here, I mean, not in the audience, the female. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's been so gendered that typically, unfortunately, it is women that are getting written up for this. Right. Right. Policing is all on the women. Yeah. You know, it's too short. it's, It's too revealing. Um, just make sure you're being gender neutral and being yeah. consistent that this is really not about gender. It's about no one wants to see too much of anybody Anyone. at work. It's not professional. We got to break that up for sure because that I feel like has been such the pattern with dress codes in general that people just need to be doubly sensitive on that, that they're just they're not just there to monitor women's bodies. Exactly. I mean, that ties into consistently applying it to all people and having it lined out in your policy where it's easy and less subjective. Because it is such a personal thing. Like people do express themselves through their clothing. And so like just I think if there are clear rules, it leads less gray area for people to get upset or take it personally. Right. The fifth category is all about graphic tees and logos. Oh, we gotta love those graphic t-shirts. Oh, nightmare, nightmare, <laughs> freaking nightmare! I remember this girl at, at at school. She had this graphic tee. It just said, "I'd rather be in bed," and I was like, "We can only read into that as you don't want to be here." And we're, you know yeah, what I mean? Like right. she right. come to rehearsal in that shirt, and I'm like, "Dude, just it sucks. Just <laughs> yeah, don't wear it." You know what I mean? Yeah, it affects the environment. But <laughs> the bigger concerns with the graphic tees are when they say something. Uh, obviously any hate speech, right. uh, anything that could be distracting from the workplace, political speech, right? Especially political speech. Yeah. Especially political speech around this time of year, right? It's going it to get crazy. Right. It's very distracting. Right. You know, anything that's polarizing, uh, disrespectful. Yeah. Um, and so to me, uh, there's an easy answer to graphic tease and that's prohibit them at the workplace. I mean, that's what they yeah. did in our class. They, I mean, they said initially, no logos, no graphic tees. They're distracting and they can create an environment. They inform the environment so much that mm-hmm. it's just not worth the hassle. Right. Right. Most companies are private entities and you can monitor. There's no free speech. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There's no free speech. Of, right. I can say, I, you know. Right. Whatever I want. Say whatever I want. No, you can monitor it because it's going to be detrimental to the workforce. Right. Uh, you don't even have to justify it. You can just mm-hmm. say no graphic tease. Period. Um, right. And the, I mean, the headache for a manager is all of a sudden you're the 
you're the graphic tee police yeah. officer, right? You're yeah. like, okay, everyone's walking in. Okay, that one's okay. That, one, that one's kind of funny. Oh, that's yeah, not wait, appropriate. Why don't no, you come no, over you here and get a closer look? Yeah, you leave. Right. <laughs> Just completely not necessary. Um, make it easier on yourself. No graphic tees or no graphic depictions on any of your clothing because I don't want them to suddenly put them on their pants or their shoes. So no graphic depictions. So. Boom. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised at the the vagueness of the policies, the dress code policies I look at. It really lends itself right. to nothing disputes offensive. by people. Yeah, nothing, right. nothing offensive. Nothing inappropriate. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah, right. I don't know. And especially when it's being applied by multiple managers... Then and everybody has their own sense of what's appropriate. Right. Exactly. Like I would like everybody to wear a robe, uh, like a Hogwarts <laughs> scenario to work. Like I would like people to dress up for holidays. I would like it if somebody, you know, wore something that they made, but they don't. As Jack said, people are pretty, um, their, their fashion reflects their identity a lot of times. And so people can get pretty defensive about it. So you do have to handle these situations. With care. There's, with care, Right. But that's why it's good to have a policy that also defines this stuff. Yes. And is is conveyed to the employees that so that they personal. know where you're coming from. And that helps you out to have these conversations. Right. Saying you're not attacking them because it's a subjective policy that just says right. they're inappropriate. But it actually has some parameters that you can rely on and say, hey, this is our policy. This is right. why we have it. And then also people can then people have the room to express themselves in those confines. Right. And if you don't enforce your dress code, you're going to get accidents. You're going to have workers' comp claims. You're going to have harassment claims. You're going to have discrimination claims from having hate speech, for example, on graphic tees. You're going to have all kinds of legal risk. And so we do need to take dress codes seriously. Bingo, baby. It's a good thing for a good reason. Right. You know, like if you actually go by it and are inclusive, then you're not going to have problems with not being inclusive or being discriminatory. So... I would focus less about relax on than on professionalism. You can be in comfortable clothing that may be dockers that are professional. And so they don't have to be too revealing or too tight or, you know, dirty. And so just keep that in mind when you're working with HR to enforce it. Don't have moral judgments on it. Just try to look for professionalism. That's your sweet spot. All right. Well, okay. We hope everyone goes, uh, does a nice, fresh load of laundry and figures out a way to hide your elastic waistband. Jack, I noticed you have a washcloth and you're rapidly cleaning your shirt. Jack is (laughs) absolutely a slob. Everyone. (laughs) If clients need guidance on drafting or revising their dress codes to bring them into 2022, we're here for you. Yes. All right. So. This Halloween falls on Monday, and to celebrate, we are going to be telling HR manager horror stories. Yes. And we're relying on you to send us your horror story. I've created a survey, which you can click on the link in the bio of this week's episode to submit your story, as well as email us at admin at mnwlegal.com. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So send us your craziest HR scenario, your craziest manager scenario. No photos, I'll say. Don't send photos. Just tell us the night before. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, send them our way. Have a mayhem-free week, and we will see you next week. Talk to you later. Yeah, see you next week. All right, talk to you later. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. 
By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your own judgment or you're not your mom.